Hi, I'm Kim with Be Well to Live Well. I am a mom, I'm a teacher, and I'm a huge advocate for health and wellness for moms. Us moms, we're always giving care to everyone else, and so often we forget to care for ourselves. And my mission is to help people to be well, to live well, so that you can live the amazing life that you deserve. And in order for that to happen, we have to take care of ourselves. And so this podcast is all about strategies and tips to take care of yourself. And you will find many meditations. We're going to have talks with lots of different professionals in the field to give us some help as well along the way. And I can't wait to start this journey with you. On today's episode, we're going to speak with Kira Onisko, a personal trainer who is passionate about improving your health without dieting. And in fact, um, that dieting can even cause more problems than just adding in some really great routines and healthy habits into your life. So I know you're going to love it. And this is a great episode for improving all things health. Okay, so um, thank you for joining me, Kira. Today I have Kira Onisko, who is a fitness um, fitness instructor, and she is all about health, and she's all about taking care of your body, but she's definitely not about dieting and weight loss. And so it's a bit of an interesting paradox that I think is so important that we all pay attention to. And um, Kira and I are going to chat a little bit about that today and how she got here and um, things to think about as we enter the new year 2022, where a lot of us are thinking about our health um, and some of the things that we might consider thinking about instead of dieting. So thank you for joining me, Kira. Sounds good. Yeah, so like you're saying, I am a personal trainer in the fitness industry, but how I differ is that I don't emphasize the physical aspects that may or may not come from engaging in more physical activities. So there's no promotion of what we call intentional weight loss, which is you know, the actual trying to pursue a smaller body because there are so many negatives, so many consequences that more and more people are realizing really outweigh, no pun intended, uh, the, the act of trying to lose weight and trying to diet. So I really try and emphasize that you can absolutely improve your health, improve your fitness. Those are great things to do if you want to do that, but you don't need to be trying to lose weight or be trying to diet in order to improve your health. And that's, that's wonderful and amazing. And that's one of the reasons that, um, I became like I found your Instagram page and it was this message that was just so um, something that, you know, has always been something there that it's like, well, love your body and all of this, you know, but then 
there's always this message, this underlying message of, well, yeah, but your body should be smaller, really, right? And so it was so refreshing to come across your page. And I just love following you. And I love chatting with you. Um, And so at the end, we'll make sure people know how to connect with you on Instagram so that um, they can follow you and your message as well. Um, But let's dive into New Year's resolutions and how weight loss is in fact such a prevalent message that people are hearing right now everywhere all over social media especially um possibly from you know people in the health industry people that they really highly respect and that it can be a bit of a negative message um and can you talk a little bit about your thoughts on that yeah absolutely so i think one of the first things to really consider is how massive of an industry the weight loss industry and diet industries are. Together, you know, you hear quotes, $72 billion industry, and at the crux of it, I really believe, is this profiting off of people's insecurities. And it's kind of a the way that New Year's falls, you know, right after all of the holiday seasons, after Thanksgiving, after Christmas, you see so much Uh, fear put into your eating around the holidays, make sure that you don't put weight on over the holidays, don't indulge too much. And I really do think that those are very purposeful messages being put out in order to make people believe at the new year that they need to get themselves together, that they need to crack down and and lock down their diet. Um, So I think that those are very intentional things that are happening. And I think being aware of really how manipulative those messages are can help you to begin to step away from that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so I think there's probably a lot of people listening that might be thinking, well, you know, isn't weight loss good? Don't isn't it unhealthy to be overweight or to have a large body, a larger size body? Isn't that unhealthy? Isn't that a risk factor for other things? Um, And so I'm, I'd like you just to talk a little bit about, you know, the risks of dieting as far as health goes, and why it's not being overweight necessarily that is Um, a health risk, but maybe lifestyle choices or however you would describe that or that, however you would talk to somebody who's thinking about that. Yeah, absolutely. So firstly, you're totally right. That's such a huge cultural belief that larger bodies are unhealthier, that if you are of a certain weight, it means you have health problems, that you need to lose weight in order to improve your health. And that is more so a product of a very fat-phobic culture. And, and there's so much that goes into that. That's That could be an entire podcast episode on its own. But really, um, and this isn't a new revelation. You know, people have been talking about this for, for decades. But really, there's so much research that proves that you can achieve health at any size, that you can improve your health regardless of if any weight cha- uh, if any weight changes occur. And it's actually the, again, the intentional pursuit of trying to restrict your calories, of trying to over-exercise to the point of, of trying to achieve that weight loss that has more negative consequences than if you had just tried to improve, improve your health through increased movement, uh, through maybe adding more 
healthful foods into your diet without restricting anything, uh, you can absolutely achieve health that way without the negative consequences. So what we see happening when you are trying to cut down your calories, so for example, something a lot of people might be doing this month is saying, okay, well, I've obviously eaten way too much over the holidays, again, because of what people have been telling them, what messages they've been hearing around that, when in reality, most people don't even gain one pound over the holidays. So it just goes to show uh, the fear that gets put into people. So people have this idea, I need to cut my calories in order to lose weight, so I should be eating this amount of calories. Well, there's no... There's no way of knowing, like, this is the exact amount of calories I need from someone telling you that. Your body already knows that for you, and really eating to fullness, uh, not avoiding or ignoring your hunger cues is the best way to maintain your weight, and it's when you're purposely trying to cut down calories, eat less than what your body actually needs, that your body is going to say, hold on, something's going on here. I'm obviously in some type of starvation state. Uh, there's a crisis going on. I need to hold on to the weight that I have, the fat stores that I have, uh, in order to maintain homeostasis in my body. So that's why you'll see people who are trying to diet, who maybe have lost a little bit of weight but can't seem to lose any more weight, or the opposite happens where their body is trying to overcompensate and you'll actually gain weight. And that's the cycle. That's this vicious cycle that occurs because you have all these messages coming at you. Well, you need to diet down. Uh, you need to lose weight. And people think, well, I'm trying. I obviously am not doing it right. I'm going to try this diet, this diet, this diet. It must be me. When in reality, it is you. It's your body trying to protect you. So I think that's something that's really important to keep in mind, uh, that not losing weight isn't a problem or isn't uh, a failure on your part. It's literally a survival mechanism. Yeah, I think that is just so important. And I just really cued in to what you said about how um, you don't need to re be restricting your calories because your body already knows the perfect amount of calories you need or the perfect amount of food or nutrition, and it will send you those messages. And so trusting your body to do its job is so important and I just think that's such an incredible message for people because yeah absolutely and that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions in what really frustrates me is this kind of idea of like calories in versus calories out like oh you know in your head maybe th theoretically it makes sense if you've been eating you know x amount of calories if you cut that by x amount over time you'll lose x weight but our bodies you know, they're machines in a lot of ways, but they aren't literally machines. Like they're not going to respond to manipulation like that because there's a very uh, specific range of weight that each person's body operates best at. And that's going to be different for every single person. So it's not just a simple matter of, oh, I'm just going to cut calories and I'll lose this weight because your body is much smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> and so that just leads me to... Wonder, and I didn't tell you we were going to talk about this, so it's okay if um, if you're like, oh, I'm not sure, but I feel like you'll have an answer. Um, <laughs> um, thinking about, you know, how there's no set weight. Everybody is different. Every single person is different. What What are your thoughts on the BMI scale? Yeah, absolutely. So very outdated 
Uh, I hope I get my facts right here, but I believe it was created in like the 1800s. It wasn't even created by a doctor. I believe it was created by um, like an astronomer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's, it was an astronomer. So not someone in the health field whatsoever. And it was never really designed uh, to be an indicator of, of health in the first place. And it's just carried on into the medical industry. There's so much research and, and so much, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like people are really against it in, in all industries. Um, and it's really baffling to me that it's still being used today. And one thing that you really want to keep in mind is that, uh, you know, correlation does not equal causation is something that you'll hear a lot kind of in, in the non-diet space. So so just because certain things might be happening at the same time as being maybe in a higher body weight or higher fat percentage does not mean that those that that's causing those issues. Um, you need to look at so many other factors and really genetics, environment, and history of dieting and exposure to weight stigma, discrimination are really going to be at the crux of those health issues more so than just what your body weight is. And then going back to what I was saying earlier, that you can improve your health and you can have great health measures regardless of your weight. So it really is more about the behavior than uh, the numbers on what that scale is telling you. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, (laughs) so as people are being bombarded with messages of diet message, uh, diet messages, um, that can be harmful and unsustainable for people, um, you know, sometimes these things can be a little bit covert. Some, some are obvious, but sometimes they can be, you know, said in a way that makes someone think it's not about dieting. And so in your perspective, what are some red flags that people should look out for as they're browsing their social media in these next few weeks? Yeah, absolutely. And you're so right about that. It is getting sneakier and sneakier because the diet industry, this wellness culture, they're really kind of catching on to the fact that people do not want to diet anymore. People are getting really privy to the fact that diets don't work, that restriction of calories of certain types of foods and food groups can be really damaging to your relationship with your body and with food. Um, So they're catching on to that and they're trying to tweak their messaging so it's not so obviously a diet. So you'll see this with uh, like Weight Watchers is now WW, uh, Noom, that's a huge one that is such a mindfuck, pardon my language, (laughs) but it is so confusing because it is being sold to you as, um, oh, we use psychology, it's about a healthier lifestyle, when in reality, they're putting people on 1,200 calorie diets, which, you know, obviously that might not mean very much to, to some people if they are not aware, but that's the calories that a toddler should be eating, basically, so still very, very restrictive, Um, And we're seeing this across the board. So I think really important to keep in mind, you know, have a little checklist. If you're not sure, like, is this a diet? Is this dieting behavior? Basically, if there is any restriction of calories, um, if there's a cutting out of certain types of food, of ingredients like sugar or cutting out a food group like carbs, uh, those are really big red flags to watch out for. And really any type of emphasis on body changes on the physical change on the weight loss 
So some companies, they might say something like, oh, we're not a diet, but then they're also pushing intentional weight loss. There really is no way, let me rephrase that, intentional weight loss is a dieting behavior. So there's no way to be promoting intentional weight loss without also having to manipulate the way that you're eating or the way that you're exercising in order to try and facilitate that. And I say try because, you know, many people, they can begin an exercise program, they can tweak the way that they're eating in in order to improve their health and their weight may not budge at all. And again, that's not a failure on that person's ability or willpower that's just the way that their body is working that's the state that their body wants to be in and again like can't stress this enough that does not mean that you're not improving your health or fitness um I went on a bit of a tangent there (laughs) so yeah so those are the really big red flags I would say any type of restriction any type of manipulation um you know, it can get even sneakier to like a kind of a hierarchy of food as well, like an idea of like, oh, well, this type of food is better for you than these types of food. Uh, because again, that can really confuse a person, especially if someone has had a history of disordered eating, because they're more likely to gravitate to all of the healthier options, um, opposed to the idea of you can eat all foods, all foods fit, and you can live a healthy lifestyle uh, with doing that. Awesome. Thank you so much. And so, you know, we talked about what to watch out for. And so, you know, what, what would you suggest if somebody is like, you know, I feel like I haven't been feeling awesome. Um, I just, I don't feel myself. I kind of, I want to start making some choices to improve my health and maybe my fitness levels. What would be something that, like, what would you say to that person um, to encourage them? Yeah, absolutely. And again, uh, exactly what you said, like wanting to improve your health, wanting to feel better in your body, uh, wanting to become fitter. Like, those are very great goals if that's something that you want to work towards. I think what can kind of get lost in translation with uh, this non-diet space is that non-diet somehow means you know, anti-health, and and that's really not the case. Um, So we're all for people wanting to be healthier, wanting to improve their health, uh, but just in a safe and manageable way. So again, engaging in fitness that isn't about trying to change your body is honestly, sounds so simple, but can be so tough because for a lot of people, that has been their main experience with fitness, you know, working out to burn calories, working out to look a certain way to lose weight. That was certainly my motivation when I was getting uh, into fitness as as a younger woman. Um, And that just has such potential damaging consequences that a lot of people aren't really aware are happening to them until sadly, you know, it's too late. And you're kind of at this place where you're working so hard to quote unquote, improve your body and love your body. And it's actually making you hate your body more. I know that was definitely my experience. So I think focusing on fitness for reasons other than changing your body is the best thing that you can do to improve your health uh, in 2022. And this means doing fitness. You actually enjoy again, for a lot of people, their experience with fitness has been uh, really using it as a form of punishment. Like maybe they're 
they're engaging in these types of, of exercise that they don't necessarily even like. They're just doing because they think it's going to be the most effective. They think it's going to get them, uh, you know, results faster, whatever that means for that person. But really, the more often you're engaging in an exercise that you don't like, the more you're going to resent it. And it's actually going to make you not want to exercise. So the best thing you can do to have a long, consistent, healthy relationship with exercise is be is to be doing things you actually enjoy. Absolutely. I'm just sitting here thinking in my mind, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, and I think it's just something, it's so ingrained in people, myself included. And when you described your experience of, you know, almost like punishing yourself or how it can become a way to just hate yourself more when something's not working and, you know, but this person or this guru that I read about, they said this would work and it's not working. It must be me. You know, I've had all those experiences as well. And I'm sure so many people can relate to that. Um, And, you know, one of the things that I focus on and what I plan to do with this podcast is um, doing a lot of mindset work around that because it's so ingrained sometimes that, you know, you might be, you know, saying and, you know, intending that this exercise you're doing is all about just, you know, moving your body because it's good for your muscles and it's good for your um, bones and, you know, it's good for your heart and it's, you know, helping your body to function better. But at the end of the day, when you really strip it down, there's still that, you know, but I want to look a certain way too. And I think that for myself, it's a lot of mindset work that needs to be done because I've been working on it for a long time, but there's, it's still nagging there because it's just such a cultural, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just so ingrained. And so that's one of the things, that's one of my goals with this podcast is to kind of work through that um, and talk about that and do mindset work with that for myself and hopefully help some others along the way. So I'm so appreciative of your perspective and, um, can you, I'm sure people after this are going to want to hear more from you. I'm sure they might want to connect with you. So can you talk a little bit about, I know you are easily accessible for anyone anywhere around the world because you do a lot of work online and a lot of virtual work with people. So can you talk a little bit about that and then a little bit about how um, people can find you on Instagram or if there's other ways to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, I am uh, fully online. I'm an online coach. Um, There's two main ways of working with me. I do one-on-one online coaching where I make a specific workout program exactly for this uh, particular client based on their unique history, goals, preferences, what equipment you have access to, where you'll be working out. Um, And this is really uh, the more supportive uh, choice of of my two ways of working with me because you have direct access to me. I check in with that person weekly. They can contact me anytime through this really cool app that we use uh, for your workouts. Um, So this is really helpful, I think, for people who either are very new to fitness or they've they haven't been in a formal routine for a very long time, or someone has more specific fitness goals, like really wanting to, for example, uh, get a full push-up for the first time. So we can work towards those specific goals. And also I can offer you more of that support, um, especially if you've had 
a very unhealthy relationship with exercise because there's lots of stuff that can come up throughout the process of getting back into fitness. Like maybe uh, you're getting back into a routine and you're really wanting to get away from that mindset that you're talking about of trying to lose weight, of trying to look a certain way. Maybe you feel those thoughts creeping back in. You can contact me and, and we can talk through that. Um, so I find that to be a really helpful option in that situation. And then I also have a workout video membership of on-demand workout videos where you follow along with me as I do the workouts, you know, your typical uh, workout video, but very different in the sense of, again, no emphasis on weight loss. There's no language like toning, sculpting, shaping that is so prevalent. You know, if you Google um, or if you're on YouTube and, and you type in, you know, workout video, like 99% of them are, are going to be uh, drenched in diet culture and there's really going to be an emphasis on looking a certain way and again that's that's holding so many of us back from from achieving that true body acceptance and a good relationship with ourselves so really being mindful of uh, the language that we're using but one of my favorite things about that membership is that I also have a private Facebook community of like-minded people who are all trying to uh, get out of that mindset as well. And we have a registered dietitian come on monthly who specializes in intuitive eating. And she's able to talk to the members, answer any of their questions, because there's so much that comes up uh, throughout this process, you know, so much to unpack and unlearn. So I really love um, having her there to be able to have those conversations. And I am always on Instagram. I'm on Instagram way too much. I need to work on that. And it's just my name at Kiro Nisco. And then you can also find more information on my programs uh, on my website, just uh, yourtrainerkira.com. That's awesome. I um, That's so many different ways for people to um, connect with you and learn from you and work with you. So that's fantastic. And um you know, I hope that some people uh, reach out to you and um, and work with you. So uh, thank you so much for joining me today um, on my Be Well to Live Well podcast, being my very first guest on the podcast. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm so happy it was you because this is such an important message for people um, to hear. And, you know, I just I, I want this message to grow and I hope people start following you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Happy New Year, Kira. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me today on today's podcast of Be Well to Live Well. Once again, I'm Kim, and you can find me on Instagram, and you can also join my Facebook community, Be Well to Live Well, Live with Vitality, and I look forward to connecting with you. See you next time. Mm-hmm.